What up, ENC Podcast listeners? Welcome back to the last episode of Conversations That Matter. Today, uh, me and Shelby are being joined by our regulars, Steph, Andy, and Cindy. Unfortunately, Jeff and Jack could not be here today, but we're still rolling. So today, we're here to answer the question, is ENC ready for the change that needs to be made? Is ENC ready for everything that may need to take place in this, com- this coming school year and school years to follow? Uh, and if ENC is ready, what steps can we take towards change? And if ENC isn't ready, what steps do we need to take to become ready? And so uh, I'll open up this question to the room. Uh, take it away, everybody. Um, this is a very tough question. Um, it's weighted, it's loaded. Um, and I'm not sure if there's a clear cut yes or no answer. Um, a part of me wants to say not yet because I started thinking about um, ENC is made up of students, faculty, staff. In order to get everyone on board, all of, all of us have to be thinking in the same mindset. Um, and let's say there are racist people on campus, um, it's gonna be hard to kind of infiltrate that um, so that we can see the necessary change. Do I think it can happen? Of course, yes. It'll, it'll definitely take hard work and dedication, um, much training, much uncomfortable conversations. It can happen. Will it happen? I mean, that's a whole nother topic, you know what I mean? Based on who we have here and, and how dedicated everyone is to seeing the change. I'm sorry, that's not a yes or no, but it's just, it's a maybe, it's a maybe for me, yeah. yeah. So you think that you know, all of the entities needs to have that uh, global mindset that we talked about in episode two. Yeah. Uh, and listeners, if you don't know what that is, go listen to episode two, uh, where we talk about Steph's idea of a global mindset. Well, thank you for that, Steph. Uh, I can jump in, and I agree 100% with Stephanie. There's absolutely no, like, cookie-cutter answer, like, yes, no. Um, I really think it's up to individuals, for one, um, and then after the individuals get their minds together, it's about coming together as a group. Um, So, yeah, there's really no yes or no, because it also depends on people's influences outside of campus. you could do one thing on campus, but what's really going on outside of campus as well. So there's really no yes or no, but sure, yes, is it possible? Of course, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to agree um, with uh, everybody. Um, it's not really, I'm not really sure. Um, I, I think it's just a matter of, <clears throat> you know, ever since this whole, um, tragedy of George Floyd, and not even just George Floyd, but just the exposure of ENC's lack of standing in the gap or demonstrating equality in every area of the campus. Um, because it has been exposed, it's either um, now it's just kind of really waiting to see um, what the exposure has done to people's hearts. You know, do they have a heart to want to be a part of change um, or are they just gonna continue to act like, you know, these things are not here. We just had a moment of, of weeping, lamenting, 
And then now it's just kind of like, okay, school year's back. We'll deal with this at some point again, you know. And, um, and I think as, you know, students who go to ENC, um, we cannot just be, and even faculty, we can't just be satisfied because we had an event to talk about it or we had a podcast to talk about it. We have to also continue to put our foot on the gas pertaining to um, justice, equality, and especially in a faith-based place. Um, You definitely want everyone to really exemplify Christ. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of really up in the air. It really depends those who are in position of influence and power if their hearts have been touched um, by this time and, just really hoping for some sense of conviction. So, yeah. Uh, in one of our previous conversations, I think uh, one or two of you had mentioned chapel as a place that maybe had uh, started that process of moving towards change or at least starting to implement some changes to be more inclusive overall. So I would be curious to know um, either how can we continue moving towards change not only in chapel, but how could maybe chapel be a place that leads that uh, journey, I guess you could say? Uh, I think one really great thing that chapel was doing is having the different languages go up and pray. Um, I think that's a big start. And also just having a diversity of people speaking from male to female, um, different backgrounds. That's actually really great too. Um, I enjoyed when like other people would come from like different countries or different places and would speak that that's really helpful. So I think continuing to do stuff like that is really, really um, helpful. Um, I think the spiritual development office is probably one of the most um, diverse places that I'm seeing um, as far as, Um, you know, trying to incorporate new song choices and things like that. I think that's helpful to see um, because changes have been made. I mean, conversations have been approached, um, especially with like LGBTQ plus, like all those conversations approached and all that. Like, I think, I think that's a good step. You know what I mean? Um, I think that was really helpful. Um, Yeah. Just to see the variety. I agree with Cindy, just to see the variety. um, Definitely in chapel, um, and things like that. Um, there are efforts being taken, you know, um, but it is, it's a, it's a campus wide effort. So, um, but like I'm saying, I think the spiritual development office has been, um, doing some really good things in that. I don't know, in that way, I think, I think they're one of the, the many, well, the few places on campus that have really tried to take the next steps to diversifying the campus. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, just, so I think it's good to continue to, you know, branch out and, you know, explore other cultures. Um, well, and what I mean by explore other cultures, um, I'm not saying for us to compromise the foundation of our faith, because uh, you de- never want to open yourself up to something that can compromise the foundation of the faith of the school, um, but still being open um, and, and just, you know, exploring you know, different things, uh, different songs, uh, different speakers, as Cindy and Stephanie had already said, uh, pertaining to reaching out to different youth. And, and I think one of the things, too, like one thing that could really make chapel better, um, and this is just for me, I don't know, I don't speak for everybody at ENC, 
Um, but I feel like sometimes the speakers that come in, um, it's like, I don't know, it's like a whole, it's like they don't relate to the audience. It, it's just sometimes it can come off so dry. And, and it's just like, you know, this speaker came and the only people that really could kind of head nod and kind of connect with them is just kind of the faculty. You know, people who have already been pastors who have already done these things and sometimes and it's no disrespect to any speaker who have uh, come you know every i believe every speaker every preacher whoever you know whatever you want to call yourself um comes on a particular assignment um but you have to understand and know the people um during this time you know um so i, I think this is a good conversation to bring up uh not just about the race issue but also to bringing speakers um, who can connect to the youth. Um, most of the students at ENC are probably 17 to 20, possibly, maybe 19, um, unless you're me, who's 27. But other than that, um, I think it's really important that, you know, we begin to fine comb and fine tune the speakers because we want to get people to believe in Christ. So um, that's just my opinion on that. Thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah, that's good, Andy. And that's definitely great feedback, um, that um, tangible feedback that things can change off of that. So thank you for that. Uh, you know, one thing that I got kind of heard from all the, what you were saying is that the spiritual development place, to, uh, spiritual development office is a place that's really trying, right? It is not, maybe not always uh, succeeding, but is trying. to diversifying the campus. Uh, so my, my next follow-up question is, maybe what are some other places on campus that maybe need to be taking that step that aren't, or um, maybe another place that is taking that step um, and needs encouragement to keep going? You know, what are some other places on campus, whether that's, you know, res life, you know, cafeteria, whether that's, uh, what, you know, any, any other form of ENC, it, what is another place on campus that maybe needs to needs encouragement to either take those steps or needs encouragement to continue taking those steps. To be quite honest with you, um, I'm not really sure too much about the different places that should take those steps or are lacking in those areas. Um, but what I would say um, is that because of the lack of commitment to change and the desire to want change or the willingness, the openness for change. I think it's going to be such a conflict if there are certain departments who do offer that and those who don't. I think it, this is just really a matter of, you know, the whole foundation of ENC altogether, because um, it, it's a tough thing to be uh, in the spiritual development, just to be that one place that's open and then everything else is just kind of closed off. So I, I think it's just from that standpoint to just check even the foundation and just to see, have we done everything possible um, to be open, uh, to be willing and to, um, to hear the voices of every person on, on this campus? Because um, I think people just really want to be heard. And it's just kind of, I feel like it just becomes clickish. It was just like, okay, we took the spiritual development area. That's the area that rocks with us. Everything else, don't go there. 
and we don't want to develop a clique. And it's just like, but what if the people who are working at spiritual development, when they go off and do other things, we're kind of left kind of in a rut. So yeah, it's just kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, I feel like I really don't have an answer for that. Um, I, I don't know. But what I can say is that this isn't something that students can just expect, but we need to be a part of the change. Like we can't just expect the change from the campus and from other people, but we need to be willing to put ourselves out there, to be heard, to um, join groups and clubs and not just expect it all to come to us. Um, but as a matter of where in the campus needs um, help changing, I can't answer that. I have some suggestions. Um, so <laughs> one is the administration. We have got to have proper representation for people who are running the school. It's just extremely important. I'm also thinking um, student government. Um, so um that's a hard one though because a lot of um a lot of students of color and a lot of black students are not really interested in running i mean there's a lot of um i was about to say reparations but no um <laughs> that's a whole nother topic there's a lot of repair that needs to happen as far as students of color um trusting the campus to protect them and trusting the campus to provide for them so i would say like when we're looking at um you know, as student government, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking that needs to be a little more diversified. Um, but the road to get there, it will be a little challenging because you have to, um, you have to now kind of like pique people's interests. And how do you do that? I think that's, I think that's where you would find the most struggle because in order to solve the problem, I mean, I, you can see the solution. So I think you have to work backwards. Um, but those are, those are two places for sure that I would, that I would say, and I mean, just our our faculty and staff. I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard to, it's hard in this time, especially for COVID nineteen, to incorporate that. But we have to be creative and figure out ways. If we're saying we're dedicated to this change, we have to figure out ways to invite more teachers of color who have the knowledge. I mean, whether that looks like. Um, African-American history courses. I don't know. We need it. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. And I'm not just talking about white people. I'm talking about black people as well who don't even know the history. Maybe that's something we need to look at if, if, if that can be an offshoot of something. Those, those places, I, I think, for sure could, could stand um, to have a little more uh, color in them. Yeah. Hey, thanks for that, guys. Um, I think now we'll just open it up to any other uh, questions, comments, unless Shelby, you have a question? If not, we're good. All right, we'll open it up to any other questions, comments uh, that you may have. Wrap up this mini series that we've been blessed to have you three a part of uh, and e blessing ENC as a whole uh, through your words and through our conversation. So is there any any final thoughts? Any final, uh, yeah, any final thoughts? <laughs> well, it was definitely a privilege just to be on the podcast. Um, hopefully this makes me a celebrity so I could write autographs. 
Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please. Uh, whoever's listening to this, please smile. I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> but now it was good just to talk about uh, some of the issues um, at school and just to, you know, just to feel that you're involved in something and just to help um, be a voice on the, the campus and whichever way. Um, one final thing, I would definitely encourage everyone who is listening to this podcast, um, continue to pray. Um, that's that. I think that we, we, we can't forget about the, or forsake, per se, um, the, the essence of prayer and how it can really help um, transform and bring change to the school. Um, it is a faith-based school, and faith is probably one of the most, I think, important things in maintaining a Christian walk, maintaining a faith-based place. So I, I just encourage every person um, who is listening to um, this podcast to continue to pray. Um, let's let's not get let allow our emotions to get the best of us because, you know, one of the things is like everyone might not see racism, but what's commonly going on right now is a pandemic. Um, people are dying. COVID nineteen is 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 not racist. You know, whites are dying, blacks are dying, so Hispanics. Um, whoever race it is, Asians, um, everyone is dying. So I, I think as the church and as a faith-based place, faith-based school, um, it's just in, let's just continue to pray and and lift up our campus and this world in prayer um, for just for change. Um, for not to say racism is not an issue, it is an issue that needs to be addressed. Um, but let's just pray that we can remain united and that people will come to Christ through this um, podcast and be enlightened a bit. So, but yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I definitely echo Andy's sentiments. So, so, so grateful um, to have been asked, you know, to participate in this. This is big. Um, and I am appreciative of all the past forces that have been established, like all the different things that are going to be implemented. I mean, it's time and, um, I'm glad we are taking the steps, um, you know, just making sure that we incorporate um, everyone's viewpoint. You know what I mean? Like there are people at ENC, um, black people, people of color who will be happy um, to contribute, you know, to different conversations. So um, I am happy that, you know, we've been included in a lot of stuff. I think that's great. Um, and I hope these podcasts spark the, the necessary conversation that that do need to happen. I mean, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. But we have to push it forward because it, it's time. And I think it's, I think it's beyond time. And we do, we have to pray. We have to pray. If we don't reconcile this in the church first, we can't expect the world to do it. And that's just reality. So um, we are connected through God, you know, through, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we have to recognize that connection. So very grateful, very happy to be here. And I am available for any other podcasts, um, you know, so let me know. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I agree with both Andy and Stephanie. Um, it, I'm definitely grateful for this. I'm definitely grateful that I got to be a part of this. Um, and let's just keep the conversation going. Let's not end it with the podcast. Let's not end it here. Um, when the school year does come back around, like, let's keep the conversations going as uncomfortable as they can be. Let's just do it because that's the only way to get through it. 
Um, so yeah, I just encourage everyone to stand together and let's just do this together because we are all in it one way or another. You bet, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Uh, Steph, Andy, Cindy, thank you for giving every time. Uh, Jeff and Jack, although they couldn't be here for this last episode, thank you to them as well uh, for really listening um, and really taking to heart the things that were said. And I know that they'll listen to this episode even though they weren't here. Uh, thanks to Shelby for being the greatest host there ever was. You guys, you rock. Um, and I'm going to interject while you're doing this. Oh, Shelves, hop in. <laughs> And thanks to Bubba for being a wonderful host and leading all these conversations. All right, ANC Podcast fam. We love you. Make sure you check us up next week for our new series that we don't know what it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's okay to say. All right, everybody. We love you.